Oh my God. Becky, look at her butt. Hi, and welcome to the Stop Chasing Skinny podcast. Tonight we have on Julie Goring, and she's from Saltwater Fit um, and saltwaterfit.com. So Julie and I go back. Um, for those of you who have been following me on social media, you have seen pictures with Julie and I um, in Costa Rica. So Julie and I met whenever I was living in Costa Rica, and she was living there as well um, back in 2012. And we met when we lived in this tiny little town called Tamarindo and said, oh my gosh, you do what I do and I do what you do. And, um, you know, let's hang out let's talk about this stuff because, uh, for anybody who's been to a sleepy little surf town, you don't find very many, um, people who do the exact same thing you do, uh, <coughs> when it comes to online fitness. So anyway, Julie and I started hanging out, talking about that stuff and we've just worked a lot together. Um, she has, is such a similar philosophy when it comes to health and wellness and fitness as I do. And it's super refreshing um, because there's so much chatter out there. And so it's really great to find somebody else who likes to be scientific about things and look at the overall picture. So I want to welcome you, Julie. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being on. Thanks, Stephanie. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Hey, so let's go ahead. We're going to get into all the fitness stuff, but I want to take um, a few minutes to talk about how you made that leap from living in the United States to living in Costa Rica. And now you're back in the U.S. because when I was doing research on moving there back in 2012, um, there just there wasn't a lot of solid information that I could find as far as what it was like to live there other than some people's blog posts and things like that and you can't always go based on what like tourism websites say because that's geared towards tourists and touring is different from living there so go ahead and share a little bit about your background how you ended up in Costa Rica um, all of that stuff okay a little bit of a long story, but let's see if we can make it as brief as possible. Um, so it was about five years ago that I relocated to Costa Rica from San Francisco. Um, and in San Francisco, I was a corporate professional working um, in pharmaceutical and biotech sales. I was basically working with healthcare professionals selling medicines for patients with chronic disease. And um, so I was doing that, and I, you know, it was, you know, I achieved a moderate level of success and, um, and was able to sort of, you know, allowed me to live comfortably and travel and do a lot of the things that I wanted to do. But at some point, I, I just sort of got to a point where I was like, oh, gosh, is, is this it for me? I, I just thought like, you know, is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life? Um, or, you know, is there something more out there for me, something more for me to see, do, experience? And so I got to that point and um, I really started to sort of search for what was next. And in my searching, I did also a lot of reflecting and uh, this latent desire that I had since I was a little girl to go live abroad on the beach in the tropics somewhere kept coming up for me. And at this point, I had actually been to Costa Rica and other tropical places, but I had been to Costa Rica a handful of times and sort of it had that epiphany there that there was something there for me that I needed to explore, discover. I had had that before, but I just, I like had no idea like how to, how to do that. 
Um, I didn't know anyone that had like moved to another country and I didn't know how to like just leave everything behind and go do that. Like it just, I wanted to do it, but just not sure how to do it. So, um, so actually I had a few like really like uh, some good fortune and a few events happened to me that sort of brought me closer and in the direction of moving to Costa Rica. Um, I one day was just working my job, which required me to go to doctor's offices. And I was sitting in the waiting room at this doctor's office. And I started talking to a patient who was waiting to see that same doctor that I was waiting to talk to. And we got into this conversation where I realized this woman, her name was Judy. She was an expat. She actually lived in Costa Rica. She had relocated her, like a lot of herself and some of her family there and owned a business there in the small town stuff that you and I visited, Tamarindo, <laughs> or where I lived. And, um, and that her daughter owned this restaurant that was my favorite restaurant in the area called Lola's, which is this, this amazing place right on the beach um, where you can eat and watch the sunset. And it was just, you know, it just seemed at that time, you know, just so helpful and so, you know, like what I needed to hear because it took this idea, this, uh, this dream of mine that like I, I didn't feel like I like was – I couldn't touch it. And it made it very tangible by bringing like this person in my life who I could talk to about it. Um, and so, you know, she also got into some of the nuts and bolts of how to do a transition like that and, and what it's like living there. So I formed this relationship with her that really helped me to get more comfortable and sort of you know, create a blueprint, so to speak, or a way to transition there. Um, so that was a really powerful experience. And then like right before I ended up moving there, I ended up winning this sales award for my performance in the company. And the incentive trip was to Costa Rica and it was actually back to Tamarindo. So I went on this trip with all my colleagues and, and all those feelings of like, I need to come here for something that I had <laughs> felt before came rushing back. And, you know, I just knew it was something I had to do for myself. And so, so funny, like, um, you know, I stayed there for the trip and then I just kept calling my boss and saying, I'm going to stay an extra week. I'm going to stay an extra week. <laughs> and, and of course, because I just won this award, I, I was looked upon well in the company. So he was like, okay, okay. And so anyway, it was hard to get me back. But, you know, when I went back, you know, I, I took a certain amount of time um, to sort of create my exit strategy. And then, you know, I, you know, people thought I was crazy, but I, you know, I, I left that. And, um, and you know, I, I relocated myself down to Tamarindo. And um, it's crazy because, like, within three or four months of relocating myself down there, I met Nick. So for people that maybe don't know this um, about Nick and I, we've been together for almost – three and a half, four years, but we did not know each other before Costa Rica. We met in Tamarindo. We had lived four blocks away from each other in San Francisco, never met, had worked out at the same gym, didn't like, hadn't seen each other. And, you know, and, he, and then here I meet him in, in Tamarindo and, you know, you know, we fall in love and we create these amazing fitness business together. And so that's sort of the story. That is incredible. And I have goosebumps because that's just, I didn't realize that about just living four blocks away I, from each other in San Francisco. I knew you had, you came from the same area, but I didn't realize you met like 
that same area. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, yeah, so it, that is such an inspirational story. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, maybe hear a story and they, they kind of th- think the same thing you think as far as like, that's something I want to do, but I don't know how to do that. Um, so there are, um, there are definitely challenges to doing something like that. And that's something I wanted to cover on this show too, because a lot of times you may think like before moving there, Costa Rica to me just looked like a great, um, tropical place where you, you kind of forget about some of the challenges. Like, um, the road I lived on was not paved. It was dirt. So it was dusty all the time. Um, infrastructure is kind of, um, challenging. Uh, your internet goes out all the time. Your power goes down, um, things like that. It's hard to get stuff there as far as, um, technology and things like that. And, um, you know, things can be uh, things that we consider just normal are actually luxuries there. So can you talk a little bit about a couple of those things that if somebody was really considering moving there, um, what they might kind of watch out for or be aware of? Yeah, that's, I mean, you bring up a ton of good points. Um, and all of that stuff is, is so true. I think one thing you just always have to remember, and, and, and this could be in Costa Rica or, or any kind of like really cool, like vacation destination is it's always like different to like to live somewhere than to vacation somewhere, right? There's just, (laughs) you don't really see like the underbelly or like some of the inner workings of what goes on. And so, you know, anywhere this can happen. But once you start to see that, like, you know, it can sort of change your perspective of things. And I guess the, you know, the one thing that I would say that, um, that I don't think people fully um, can appreciate. And I feel like I didn't even fully appreciate this for a number of years um, living there is that, you know, if you go there with sort of the mentality that you have here and you sort of just like superimpose it there, especially when it comes to just like some of the basic like, um, like security systems that we have in terms of like 911 and the police and emergency services and all that kind of stuff that, you know, if, if something goes wrong in the U S like a car accident or you, someone, you know, drowns in the ocean or something, there, there, there's people to call that can help in Costa Rica. It's, you know, and especially in Tamarindo, which is a more remote rural area, even though there is a ton of tourism there, like they don't have those same structures in place. And so it is sort of every man for themselves, so to speak. Like you can't just like get on your cell phone and call 911 and in five minutes have someone there taking care of you. You know, it's more like, you know, a business owner or an expat or a nice cab driver finds you and helps you and rushes you to a hospital. And it's not like the nearest hospitals, like in five minutes per se, you know, I mean, they're starting to open things closer to Tamarindo, but it could be an hour away. And so I think that like when everything's good, everything's good and there's like no problems, but it's kind of like when things go wrong, the things you never want to think about the tragic things, you know, do you have the right things, you know, you know, put in place, um, to ensure that, you know, that you're okay. And, and you definitely can put those things in place for yourself for sure. I don't want to like scare people off or anything, but you can't just rely on some of the systems that you may be used to relying at home. Cause it's just not the same. 
those are some excellent points. Yes. Um, I used to joke about it and said like the, what the Darwin, effect, the Darwin theory is in full effect where the survival of the fittest. Um, and yeah, you, you just can't be dumb or you'll pay for the, you'll pay the price. Um, there aren't a lot of those things in place. And, uh, and I love that you brought up, um, people from, and especially the United States. I hear this all the time. I've witnessed it myself. It's not just people picking on people from the U S. Um, sometimes we are the worst travelers worst because we're like well they don't do that in this we don't do it like that in the states well you're not in the states anymore so um so you know just being aware of that it's not the same and even though you do have a lot of people from the states around you in some of those communities um, they're large expat communities um, it's still not the same so those were excellent points so we're going to take a really quick break and then we're going to get into some fitness stuff i woke up You've heard me talk a lot about learning how to reach your fitness goals and more frequently how to look as fit as you feel while learning to stop chasing skinny. And you've also thought to yourselves, yeah, I do want to reach my fitness goals in a shorter, more concise way to stop wasting my time bouncing back and forth from fitness tip to fitness tip in magazines, wasting hours researching the latest and greatest diet only to end up looking and feeling the same way you've been looking and feeling for years. And my guess is that you've been thinking about this for a long time. Am I right? I know the feeling because I've played these games too. For a very long time, in fact. I'm here to tell you this. Stop thinking and sign up for the SK Fit Life Challenge, an online training, nutrition, and coaching program that will lead you through 12 weeks of step-by-step guidance to help you finally reach your goals of looking fabulous and feeling fabulous. You're going to get to free up all the headspace you've been wasting, picking through random diet information being fed to you through the media and simplifying the seemingly complicated world of health. Your chance is now. Do you really need more time, more information, more plans for the future? Or do you want to become that fit person today? Because the truth is this. You can be that fit person, or you can be the person that sits around thinking about becoming fitter. It's your choice. Read more magazines, blog posts, and bits and pieces on social media, or take action. Because let's face it, if you're not where you want to be, your current program is not working out for you. I want you to be successful. And why is this? Because you've already got what it takes. You've been doing the work all along. It's just been the wrong work. You have the desire, the discipline, and the potential. Now let's get you on the right track so those efforts you are already putting in can take you in the best direction possible. Join me and the hundreds of other SK FitLife clients for the 12-week online fitness challenge at skfitlife.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. Julie, let's go ahead. We're going to shift some gears a little bit here and we're going to move into fitness because like I said before, that's how we met. That's what we do. Um, you know, you've probably seen Julie's hot pick on my, uh, on my social media, my website and things like that. We've done, um, we did a photo shoot together and that was really, really fun. And it's been really great watching you 
really build up and build out this saltwater fit brand. Um, your branding, your pictures, everything is beautiful. Your message is amazing. So go ahead and let's talk a little bit more about saltwater fit. What is that? Who are your, who do you like to work with? Awesome. That's a great question. So yes, so saltwater fit, like we just said, is the online fitness business that I established with my boyfriend, Nick Holt, who has been on this podcast and, um, yeah, you two have been featured in some surf fitness training things together. Um, and we work primarily with busy corporate professionals, like who we were before and entrepreneurs, um, to help them, automate their lifestyle and create healthy habits so that they can stay lean and fit and feel energized and just in great shape. And we're able to support them through um, our online platforms where um, we work with them and coach them on mindset, on creating healthy habit formation, on exercise and nutrition. Yeah. And, and your, your soul, I love your base of surf fitness, how you've really taken all of these lessons that you've learned through surfing and through fitness, and you've really combined those and you've made them available to that person that maybe you're not even a surfer, but you want to look and feel and think like a surfer, um, which I think is awesome because it's a very, it's kind of a different mindset. It's, um, it's not in that box. It's, it's, it seems to be very free and flowing and natural. And like you said, kind of freeing up some of that headspace by automating some things so that you can actually enjoy life. Um, so speaking of surfing, I, I want to talk about this just a tiny bit, because if somebody has been listening to this podcast, they're interested in Costa Rica, they're probably interested in the surfing stuff too. Where are some of the places that you and Nick have surfed? Mm. Um, that's a good question. Um, we, gosh, Nick has surfed even more places than I have, but, um, some of, of, of my favorite places, definitely Costa Rica and all over both the Pacific and the Caribbean side. Um, especially down if you ever go to, um, if you go to the far South of Costa Rica, which like is where Costa Ricans call it the real, uh, Costa Rica, the Osa Peninsula, there are some waves down there called Pavonas, which is like the, the world's second longest left break and um, Mata Palo um, and Backwash that are just these amazing like surf breaks with this beautiful water. And it's, it's the real biodiverse area of Costa Rica. So it's like you see like monkeys everywhere and like birds and um, just all the different flowers. And it, it's just like the, it's kind of like Jurassic Park there. Um, so that is actually one of my all time favorite places um, to surf. But then we've done a lot of surfing in Nicaragua um, on the Pacific side. There is great surf up and down. In fact, I just had my birthday and we just spent two weeks there surfing in the northern part of um, Nicaragua. Um, and then we spent some time also in Panama. Um, on the Caribbean side over um, Bocas del Toro area um, and uh, yeah surfed over there which is is really cool and then we also spent some time in Indonesia we went to a really remote island off the coast of Timor it took us forever to get there we had to fly from Costa Rica to New York New York to to Bali to ba well Hong Kong Hong Kong to Bali Bali 
to Timor, then take a boat to Rhodey, which is this island off the coast of Timor. So it's like, I mean, literally, it's the most east you can go in Indonesia. Like we're getting close to like the the western part of Australia kind of thing. We surfed over there and um, it was amazing. So um, those are some of my most memorable surfing places, like Central America and Indonesia. That's awesome. Oh, wow. That's really incredible. So I'm totally tying this in together um, with your fitness. So what um, what's your particular style of training? And then how has that helped your surfing? Yeah. So, um, and kind of to your, your first point that you're just talking about the surfing thing and how we sort of translate that. Um, I think that has a lot to do with our philosophy around fitness because we don't necessarily like subscribe to any like one modality of training, but we believe like in this philosophy that, the way you move your body, the way you exercise needs to bring you joy. It needs to make you happy because, I mean, if it does that for you, it's going to be sustainable. You're going to do it for the rest of your life because you enjoy it. And, and you know, for us, our big muse is surfing. We love to go surfing. Like, it brings us so much joy and peace and happiness and all these things. And so um, our big philosophy there is, you know, find fitness you love, like find your active passion, find that thing you can do and go do that as much as you can. Um, and then we like supplement our surfing with other modalities that will make us even better at surfing. So for instance, when we're not surfing, like I like either like to spend time weight training, which I can't say enough about how lifting weights and lifting heavier waves weights has not only like transformed my body and my body fat, my physique, but has like transformed my strength. So now I can like paddle into waves that are huge and I can, um, that would have never been strong enough to, to like paddle into before. And, you know, just on this last trip to Nicaragua, I was able to do like two hours se- or two to three sessions surfing a day between two to three hours long and like have the physical strength and the endurance to do that. So that comes from the weightlifting. It also comes from doing like some high intensity interval training and like sprinting and like more cardiovascular intense stuff. Um, and then of course we also supplement with yoga because you know, not only does it just sort of like, it's great for, you know, your nervous system and just to recover from like all the activity that you do and the training that you do, but also it really helps with, um, your flexibility. Um, and you need that on the surfboard. So, you know, it really comes from just like this more holistic, you know, uh, like sort of perspective on, on fitness, like find something that you really love to do and do that as much as you, as you, as you can. And then, you know, supplement that with either ways to help you get better at that or, you know, just like some unique things that you're working on. Like maybe you, like uh, you want to sort of refine your physique in a certain way or whatever, supplement with stuff that will help you do that. And so then it becomes just, you know, something that, you know, is easy to maintain in your life and that you look forward to and enjoy. I love that. And you, you guys fully understand this from the perspective of being, um, somebody who has worked in corporate America. And that's kind of, I see this a lot where somebody, you know, cause I wasn't very happy with my job. I mean, 
it was stressful. And then, and then when you try to add something on top of that, I'm already in a stressful environment. Um, whenever you try to add something that isn't even fun, it's just more work. And so you're not, you think you're having stress relief, but you're not actually having stress relief. You are adding more stress to your body if you have to absolutely force yourself to work out in a way that is not in alignment with you, that you absolutely hate. Um, you know, I love how you talk about bringing everything together and looking at it from a holistic perspective. So we're going to take another quick break and we'll be right back. So Julie, um, I want to go ahead and move on to some of the experiments that you guys have done um, with your own physiques. Because like you said, you don't prescribe to any one modality or any one. Um, it's, I, I love that. You're not, you're not inflexible in your nutrition. You're not inflexible in your training. And you guys experiment with yourselves a lot. And Nick is, he experiments all the time. I see his stuff on social media. Um so what are some of the things that you guys have tried um, that have worked for you and which things maybe haven't worked for you? Because I think that gives the listener a really good idea of um, how you design your programs, how you have paid attention. Uh, there are a lot of trainers out there that they don't, they don't actually experiment on themselves necessarily. They just read something and then pass it along. Uh, but you guys do, you do the homework. Ah, that's sweet, Stephanie. Thank you. Um, I am very fortunate to be living with Nick as he is quite the experimenter, <laughs> um, for sure. I mean, he's done carb backloading and intermittent fasting and low carb and high fat and flexible dieting and tracking and, you know, like this experiment, that experiment, like we've done a lot and he's so good about it. And, um, and I've been able to watch and I've been able to do also be a part of a lot of these experiments as well. And, um, you know, gosh, they all teach you something for sure. But if I was to think of a few, uh, you know, like probably what has been the most helpful, I would say the number one thing I think that really has impacted our ability to manage our own sort of physique and energy levels and what's going on with our nutrition and our clients is through tracking. And I know like with tracking, like, I don't know, some people are totally scared of it and, you know, and it's not about being like anal and logging every calorie and nitpicking what you're eating, but just looking at tracking from a really holistic perspective of just like objectively, like no judgments, no good or bad, but just sort of seeing like what you're putting in your body from like, like just how many calories you're putting in your body a day and the macronutrient breakdown of that, like how many carbohydrates, what percentage of that is carbohydrates? What percentage of that is protein? What percentage of that is fat? Um, because what I found is it's so powerful. I had never done any tracking in my life and 
I, you know, just like when I started to, you know, and I always had perceived my eating as very healthy and, um, and I didn't eat necessarily a lot of carbohydrates, not really no processed foods or very minimal processed foods. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm healthy. I'm healthy. And gosh, I don't even know what healthy means when I say it like that. <laughs> Nobody and, does. <laughs> and, right. It's like, it's the most nebulous term ever. And then I would like, I, I started like, putting this stuff in an, in an app, a tool called lose it, where then all of a sudden I ate all what was really healthy food. And I looked at my macronutrient breakdown and it was like, I was eating like 70% carbohydrates Mm -hmm. and like 20% fat and 10% protein. And, (laughs) and the carbohydrates, it wasn't like I was like mowing ice cream and potato chips. Most of it was coming from fruit and vegetables and maybe just like, a few other sources of like, like starchier carbs. I mean, it, it, and, and, but so I was eating quote unquote, I don't know, pretty healthy, but I wasn't really like getting the amount of protein I needed to support the goals and where I wanted to go. And so, I mean, I feel like that can just be so like informative. And when you're struggling like to lose weight and you've been or, or struggling with anything and you've been sort of stuck in the same place and you think you're doing everything right, doing a little bit of tracking and digging a little deeper and just looking at things like from that broad perspective can be really super insightful and give you like, then it became really clear what I needed to do. I needed to cut down on the carbohydrates and add protein. And then when you start to experiment with that, I was like, wow, like, gosh, when I eat more protein, I have so much more energy and I I don't have cravings. I'm not really hungry in two hours. Like, and then you start to put together how the carbohydrates are like, you know, stimulating an insulin release, which then makes you hungry again two hours. And so you start to put things together. So it really, I think it's a tool that allows you to, to dive a little deeper into, you know, understanding what's going on if you want to. So I think that, and I would have never done tracking if it wasn't for Nick because he, he's been doing it for a while and was so into it. And I was just like, Oh God, it's so anal. And Oh, I have to type that in and whatever. I made up a lot of excuses and then I just started doing it and I realized it's not a big deal at all and it doesn't take that long. And then the impact that it's had on, on my physique and how I feel and all that, I mean, is, was worth it. So I think that would be one of the most important I don't know, experiments that, that, that we've done on ourselves and that I would recommend someone else try out and and see what they find out about their own nutrition, you know, and in their own body. That is incredibly valuable. And I love how you explained your, um, your philosophy behind it, because what I see, and so the tagline or the, the, the title of the show is stop chasing skinny. Um, I see a lot of people who do tracking, but they do it from that very judgmental perspective. They do it from the how little can I eat perspective, um, from this this place of, of restriction. And so I love how you shared that you can track from a very healthy place and what that looks like compared to just try to eat as little as possible. And I think so much of that comes down to what, what you said about the macronutrients. And you're right, the, the numbers don't lie. And it's it's pretty easy to, um, to convince ourselves that we're eating healthy and we're doing 
everything that we can be doing. Um, but it's crazy how much like, you know, I'll, I'll have a client where, um, you know, like a one-on-one client and with my one-on-one clients, we do food logs. And so I'll take a look at a food log and I see, wow, they've eaten like five whole pieces of fruit today. (laughs) That's, that's a lot of carbohydrates, but it's all healthy. Right. And you don't know until you sit down and you track it. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I love that you, I love that you, you do it that way with that mindset. That is super helpful. Well, you know what? Just one last point about that is that when I was, you know, working my corporate job and was in no way in the same like level of, of, um, I wasn't as lean as I am today and I wasn't as fit and I wasn't as strong back then. I, my whole philosophy was like, I mean, I worked out, I went to the gym five times a week. I was at the gym for one to two hours. And, um, I had this mentality if I could just like do like another hour of cardio, do one more group fitness, do one more, you know, like, uh, elliptical like session and eat less calories. I would have the physique I wanted. And the thing was that didn't work. Like I spent all that time and energy and like didn't eat very much at all, like a thousand, 1200 calories and could not get to where I wanted. And today through something like tracking and learning how to like do like the exercise that makes the most sense for my goals, for, for my physique goals, for my, you know, like surfing goals, like I actually eat way more than I ate before (laughs) and like, like I actually have the physique that I want. And, and so, yeah, I I just like can't say enough about like, it's too bad. There's this, you know, idea out there that this whole like just restrict, eat less, move more because that's actually not really how it works when you get into the nuts and bolts. It really does matter kind of like, what you are eating, that macronutrient break in, breakdown, and how you are exercising, like how, how to, you know. So yeah. I, I'm sure you deal with that all the time. But um, I do. I'm glad you brought that point up. I totally do. Yeah. Um, which brings me to my next point. Then let's talk about the services that you guys offer because the people who, and myself included, back in the day, um, the people who subscribe to that move more, eat less. Um, we've we've been taught by mass media, right? That's what you read in magazines. That's what you read in a lot of online stuff, mostly magazines. Cause well, I mean, I was born in 79, so I read magazines for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so that those are the people, and I would, like I said, I was one of them. You were one of them. Those are the people I see who get stuck in this. But as soon as you start working with somebody like myself, somebody like yourself, somebody like Nick, somebody who gets it, gets the bigger picture, is not going to just tell you to go do more, that's when you actually see the changes happen. So can you explain a little bit about um, the programs that, what what do you have for sale? How can somebody work with you? Awesome. Um, so currently, we're working on a few projects, but right now we have individualized coaching. And so 
individualized coaching. Um, it sounds like something that you also offer your clients. Um, but it is really where we tailor, um, the coaching program to exactly where you're at in your sort of level of, of education and understanding and what your goals are. And, um, you know, it's, it's the basis of our coaching comes from a place of getting you to the point that you want, creating the healthy habits, having the right mindset, and then being able to sustain that for the long term. And so when you go through an individualized program with Nick or I, by the time you're done, like you don't need to go on any more programs. You don't need to get meal plans. You, you have the solid foundations and the fundamentals you need to like move forward yourself. So, um, and we come at it all, um, since we do like to work with people that were just like us because we feel well suited to help them because we know what our struggles were when we were, you know, these busy corporate professionals, we really try to, you know, help you automate your life and set your environment up for success so that, things become, you know, just natural and normal. And it, it's not this big amount of energy, um, each day to like, you know, get in exercise or be fit and active and, and eat right. So, um, that's how it's set up. And, um, it, yeah, it definitely takes the right person though. I mean, when you, um, I mean to, if you are not currently where you want to be and you want to, you know, change, you definitely have to put the effort in and do the work. But, um, if you're willing to do the work, you know, just amazing things can happen. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we offer, I guess that's long. So long winded answer to, we have individualized coaching yeah, and then <laughs> we are in the middle of, um, creating a informational product that's going to be specific, um, again, for the same group of people that will take you through sort of a system and an education over six months in, in, um, probably a group accountability environment, um, that again will basically basically take what we teach one on one and put it um, in a format for a larger group because I think that there's something so powerful when you're also with uh, in in a group setting with a bunch of other people that sort of have the same goal as you and you ke- keep each other going. So Absolutely. that's to come at the beginning of next year. And then um, Nick and I are going to probably have our first fitness retreat somewhere in Central America, either in Nicaragua or Costa Rica, where um, we're going to take people like on an amazing week experience there to experience what we fell in love with, you and I and Nick, being in Central America and getting everyone a little bit more fit and introducing them to surfing and that experience. So that will be something to look forward to early next year too. That's incredible. I'm so excited for everything you guys have going on and everybody who ever signs up for your programs because you guys are just awesome. So anybody who gets to work with you, lucky. Um, Aww, super lucky. No, you guys have been great. Um, like I said, it's it's really refreshing um, for me as a fitness professional to find fitness professionals who have a very similar mindset um, who get it, quote unquote, get it. Um So that is it for this podcast. Thank you so much for 
being on this show. And in the show notes, we will put your contact information. Listener, I highly recommend um, signing up for Nick and Julie's Saltwater Fit email newsletter so you can stay up to date on all of this information and follow them on social media because they live in San Diego now. You get to see all these fun pictures. Julie posts amazing food pictures too. Um, And you're kind of like that deadlift queen with them working on your booty. So those are always fun pictures. They are. <laughs> they are. You've been you've been deadlifting a lot lately. Oh, they're, I know. <laughs> they're inspirational. Well, thank you. Yeah, we we did just launch, and we may relaunch it. Um, but we did launch a a better bikini bum program that you were featured in. Um, <laughs> for a certain period of time. Um, and so we were doing a lot of glute training. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. You did some amazing training and I'm going to put that in the show notes to the link to, um, you still have your transformation out there, right? I do. Awesome. Yeah. Cause, um, you put some super valuable tips in there. Um, as far as what people need to stop doing, and what people need to start doing. So the readers can enjoy that. So thanks again, Julie. And thanks listener. And I hope you